Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air and good afternoon Ashwini. Ashwini, are you there? I didn't hear you. Yes, good afternoon, Michael. Trying oh, to again. Great, that's better now. I can hear you. Great. And Michael, I can hear an echo, so maybe your computer is not muted or something. Um, let's see, is that any better now? Much better. Okay, great, great. I take no credit, but I'm glad it's gone away. <laughs> <laughs> and I have announcements. Great. The International Day of No Self-Hate and Celebration of the Guide's Birthday is almost here. Join Sangha for a workshop next Sunday, April 17th, to observe one of the foundational teachings of our awareness practice. And for those people who haven't signed up, to sign up quickly because the assignment is coming out tomorrow. Okay, great. great. And that gives you more time to practice with it before the workshop on, on Sunday. Fabulous. That sounds great. And a new group coaching class will explore what draws us to engage in caring for the marvelous planet we live on and the many ways conditioned mind tries to take that over. This four-week class, The Gift of Engagement, begins May 10th. That's and going to be a good one, too. Yes, no doubt, no doubt. And for these and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders for today's show. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Ashwini, Please press star six and then one to make a show and a conversation on one topic, please, in about five minutes would be great. And I think we're ready, Ashwini. Wonderful. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. First caller, you are now live on the air and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Andrea. Hi, Andrea. Hey, Andrea. Hi. Um, well, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of doing cue practice. Um, <laughs> I there's a lot of resistance to talking, so um, uh huh. Yeah. Yes. So there's a lot of resistance to talking, and you put yourself in the queue and give yourself the opportunity to do exactly what you're being told not to do. Yeah, and. Um, well, I, I feel like um, conditioning has been really ramped up today. Um, just feeling, having all these kind of anxious thoughts, um, noticing that. Um, I've been really sad the past few days because my father's in hospice. And I visited for about 10 days and just been feeling really sad about it. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So noticing that there's a lot of anxious thoughts, but also that underneath that anxiety, there's a level of sadness, and the sadness is related to your father being in hospice. Yeah, and... And are you uh, saying, Andrea, that not wanting to, t you don't want to talk about that. There's resistance to 
exploring that sadness or um, getting out of that sadness or can you make that connection for me? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I've been feeling a lot of emotion and I was really uh-huh. crying a lot yesterday and um, just feeling really emotional about it and just feeling really, really sad. And um, I, I don't think I've been so in touch with sadness in a long time mm-hmm. and um, and I just felt re- really, really, really raw yesterday and really sad. And it seems like now that I'm talking about all this to you, um, it, sh- it seems like conditioning, like, you know what it seems like? Just what, what's occurring to me as I say this is that conditioning seems to have had a black backlash against it today, like, um, that maybe it, you know, I mean, I, I was crying so much yesterday and expressing so much emotion and I've been crying a lot more in the last two weeks than I've cried in years. And, um, and I think, I don't know, I'm just wondering maybe today conditioning just kind of came in and, um, just does, don't, does, you know, doesn't want me to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Right. So it doesn't want you to be vulnerable or be in touch with a level of love, I would project, that is um, that you're experiencing. So, so what I hear you say is there's been the opening to be in touch with what's going on for you, right? To be in touch with the sadness, to be in touch with whatever is coming up for you emotionally around the passing of your father. And so... You suspect that because there was such a level of openness for the last two weeks, that today the ramping up of uh, of conditioning is really a backlash. And you're just watching it. Yeah. Um, And the other the the other thing I'm the other part of the sadness is um, that I feel like. I wish he had been able to find something like I found with the practice that I, I project mm-hmm. that um, that he could have he he could have been so much more that there could have been he could have had such a much bigger life than he had and and there's just a sadness that that never happened and that there that you know I couldn't do anything about it and um, that I feel like he was stuck in really really terrible conditioning and just the sadness that um, that he couldn't ever realize what I've been able to realize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the, a feeling of a couple of elements of that, right, Andrea, the gratitude that you have that you found something that so supports you and the recognition perhaps that he didn't. And so that, that his life was much smaller than it could have been, and you wish for him all of what you have benefited from from having a, pra- a practice of awareness. And so that, that, that's it exactly, right, that we could wish, wish that for someone because we are so grateful for what we have and uh, that, that feeling of sort of helplessness that we can't, change anyone else's experience 
even if we want that experience for someone else. So letting go, right? Yeah, and I, don't, I just don't think I've been in touch with so much sadness about it. Um, you know, I, 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 uh, yeah, I, I think it's all really hit me. Um, I, I just feel like all of this has really hit me in the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all, it, and just to be, to be open to the fact that this is the workshop, right? That all of this has hit you and you're, you're practicing your way through it. And, and just with that other point, right, Andrea, when, when we get hit by a ton of stuff, mm-hmm. it's really hard to do anything other than just, you know, be with the onslaught. We haven't had time to process it or unpack it. And so we feel overwhelmed by it or, or just sitting with the enormity of it, Right. And so then that's just the opportunity, especially around something like the sadness around your father not having a life that, was, uh, that could have been bigger or that he didn't find something that would support him. We could wish for that and we don't know, right? He might have been perfectly all right with the life that he chose. Yeah, I guess you're right. You can't be, you can't be in someone else's, someone else's um, head. And I mean... You know, and, and I feel like I really did, you know, a lot. I mean, I flew, I flew to California as quickly as I could to see him while he was still able to, you know, talk to me. And, um, and the last time I saw him, you know, I told him I loved him very much, and he said the same to me, and he even kissed my hair. And, you know, I knew that's going to be the last time I ever saw him. And it's just... Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I can say. Yeah, well, maybe maybe that is what you what you're noticing, right? So there's a lot of sadness around letting go someone you love, and grief, and uh, and 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 that place where you know conditioning wants to get in there and perhaps send you some messages about well, you could have done more. But there's a way in which we, we, look at our, we look at our experience and know that this is a letting go. And there's a process of letting go. And if, if that voice can come in and make that about you, what you didn't do, what you should have done, then it sort of takes away from just being sad. Yeah, and I, I can see that conditioning coming up, you know, like right. – um, you know, not doing it right, you know, not mm-hmm. doing anything right, right? I mean, it's it's the universal mm-hmm. process that I seem to inhabit, yeah. and I haven't really been going with it much, but I could definitely see it. Right, right. And so, as you said, you know, having been in touch with your heart, in touch with the love, in touch with the letting go, uh, that open-heartedness is not a good place for ego, and so it attempts to come back with the, with the conditioning around the content, right? Here, here is the love that you're experiencing and it wants to transform that love to being about it, right? Yeah. But with the attention on it, with whatever, the, whatever you will fall for in this place, which is the beatings around how you, you didn't do it right or you didn't do enough or you should have done enough or you wish that it had been different and there's where the suffering is. Yeah, and I think, you know, I guess, really I'm grateful for this practice because 
I don't know if I could ever have been so open-hearted with the practice, without the practice, and also mm-hmm. um, just that um, that I, I'm not, you know, I'm not really falling for that not doing it right. Like I'm, I'm able to see it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's tremendous gratitude that we've trained not to have self-hate bludgeon us in the times. In these, large, in these big times, right, where we're losing a parent or we're dealing with, um, with death and loss and grief. And so to, to be able to have the training to simply notice it and not go with it and actually finding ourselves quite successful in that process. Yeah, yeah. And, and also it's been such a long decline it you know i it's interesting because i'd always had this fear of getting the set, the sudden phone call and mm. you know i i mean i've had this fear for so many years since i was a child a child and mm. and it's just interesting to have this conditioning and this fear for so long and have it be so different from you know it's just like I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say. It's, it's certainly not what conditioning told me for all these years. Yes. More evidence that it lies, right? We don't have to pay any attention to it because it doesn't know. Yeah, and it's funny, just saying this, I feel such scare, you know, fear, and you know, I, can, I can feel the conditioning just saying it, you know. Mm. You mean the fear that Fear, the same fear getting activated by actually just saying the message aloud, which really tells us how much the programming, how much control the programming had over you, right, over the attention. Yeah, it's this magical thinking of, um, mm. you know, this just trying to control life and, mm-hmm. and you know, having this magical thinking of, 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 you know, like knocking on wood or being afraid to say mm-hmm. something because you'll be struck down or, you know, it, I, mm-hmm. I can see that conditioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We can see it clearly. And that's, that I think is what you're saying, right, Andrea, despite what, it, what the emotions are, which is highly emotional. And then the feeling of sadness, this feeling of quiet, even, um, which you, which, which may or may not be resistance, but just simply that there is a, a an emptiness from the emotion, mm-hmm. and noticing that in that process, there's also the conditioning coming in to take it away from you, or take take you away from whatever it is that you're experiencing, and and it's it's an interesting place, right, Andrew? Because what we're arriving at is we're not talking about how to fix it, how to change it, how for, how for it to be different. There's no problem to fix here. There's just the process of noticing it all and being with yourself through it. Yeah. Which does feel odd, right? Because, the, the, because that, that, that shows the level of transformation of the practice that you've done, the transformation in you around the practice you've done. Rather than this being dramatic in a way that conditioning would uh, uh, sort of imagine it to be or filled with that fear and that response to the fear, reaction to the fear and things like that. You're here, you're with what's arising and it, it feels in step, right? Yeah. Appropriate almost. And the weirdness is that it's not a conditioned process that you're navigating 
it's a, a, a life process you're navigating. Yeah. Yeah, it is, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that I can really say much about it because, you know, at some point I feel like I can't really, you know, say say anything about it. It's just like, um, I don't know, language. I think eludes me at some point. So, <laughs> yeah, well, and, yeah, and you don't have to. Yeah. Was there more? No, I don't think so. I think I think that's it. You know, I I feel like what I can see is this conditioning of um, coming up of <laughs> that I'm not doing this radio show right. You know, that's what I'm seeing in those very instants. So um, just, I guess you're right, just noticing. You know, that's all I'm doing is noticing. So, Noticing and then making sure that all of your attention and recordings are on the experience of the love, right? Yeah. Fine. But my attention being here, it's on love. It's not on what the, what the voices in my head are talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I'm... Take care, Andrew. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Andrea. And Ashwini, what dropped in is that practice is a great way to hold hands with each other when Mm -hmm. uh, time is Mm -hmm. difficult, times are difficult. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. A good way to hold hands. Yes, yes, and go through life together. And Ashwini, we're going to break now and hear from Good News, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Good afternoon, and welcome to Good News Updates with Living Compassion. I'm pleased to be joined this afternoon by Laura, who is here to speak with us about her experience of practicing with the most recent Musings article. Welcome, Laura. Thank you so much, Jan. Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for being with us to talk about your experience. So where should we begin? What have you been seeing as you've been practicing with the most recent article? Oh, there is so much. I mean, it's, it's like we say on the radio show, we could practice with this one article for a full year and never plumb the depths of it. It's so... Um, yeah. So, so true. So the... Yeah. So the first thing that I noticed was how gentle and kind the container was in which it is situated. So, uh-huh. so the writer saw something, and yeah. there was no self-hate, there was no judgment, there yeah. was none of the egocentric, um, you know, bamboozles that yeah. came up. And so I'm projecting she was available to hear the wisdom of the question, which was, can you let go the limitation of your preferences to cultivate friendliness with divinity as it is? So that's what I've been practicing with. Um, Oh, gosh, there's already so much in that. Letting go of... Letting go of preferences, letting go of expectations, letting go of assumptions... Uh And, um, 
Yeah, and, and just seeing how when I'm not within that framework, there is absolutely uh-huh. nothing wrong. Yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. It's so true. And I love the way you started that out, that it felt like the, gent- the container was so gentle and kind and that you projected, and it's easy for me to join you in that projection, <laughs> but that's, that's what makes it possible to have a profound insight that was being pointed at in that musings article. That's what gives us the gift of shifting out of, instead of going to self-hatred or you know some conversation in the head, which is going to obscure a clarity like that, then not doing that, you know, having a practice of restraining from that, but just staying here, being with it, you know, like we've been talking about so much, just noticing that that question comes out of it, and then it sounds like you've really been practicing with that question as well and seeing a lot about it. And I would imagine doing that same practice of not going to a conversation in condition mind, not going to self-hatred, but simply living that question. Yes, and noticing when I do fall into the ego bamboozles and the, you know, mm-hmm. the conditioned mind, that mm-hmm. very gently life helps me or moves me. I mean, it's so hard, the language, right? It's so difficult. Exactly. But, yeah. but what it reminds me of is Sherry has often said, spiritual practice cannot begin as well. begins when self-hate stops. Yeah, that's a paraphrase. I may have totally misunderstood. No, there, I'm right with you. I'm right with you. Yeah, yeah. So, so that has been so totally true for me yeah. because self hate ties me in to ego, and that's when I want to uh-huh. um, fix and change and and have a judgment of about myself or some situation or life itself. You know, like, yeah. like Einstein's question, is the universe a friendly place? Well, ego would, exactly. of course, say maybe sometimes under these conditions, right? But, um, yeah, so the other thing, so, mm-hmm. yeah, so when I'm not in self-hate, I can actually see life, or as it's called in the article, divinity, as it is, and mm-hmm. myself as I am, a part of the divinity. So it's, it's, um, it's like wearing away, and, and this is, I think, a quote from the article, wearing away the distinction between divinity and me. And that is the practice to... Mm-hmm to see how, you know, this being is a part of divinity and divinity is, um, see, I'm I'm out of words again, Jen. (laughs) Well, you're taking me right there, so, And, and that's it, isn't it? The wearing away of what makes it feel like that's divinity, that's not me, I'm, I'm not that, you know, all, all of the self-hatred, all of that that gets in the way of that. And so practicing not being in that, being with divinity as it is, and in that practice that we realize that is us, right? Again, you're right, the words, the language gets tricky, but that truly those, that veil, as Rumi talks about, begins to drop 
Exactly yeah. so. And, and as I continue with that practice, um, whoops, I just lost it now. <sighs> oh, oh I know what it is. The faith <laughs> muscle that supports that practice becomes strengthened. And you said, I missed one word, the, the what muscle? Oh, faith. Oh, the faith. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, so just, right. you know, yeah, so, so I had an experience recently where I thought this situation was going to go one way and it went exactly the mm-hmm. opposite. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was just okay because that was um, practicing seeing, seeing divinity as it is not yeah. as ego would want it to be. And those yeah. are the most powerful nothing moments, wrong. aren't they? Yeah, nothing oh, wrong. Because it's one thing to practice with divinity when the sun is shining and it's 73 degrees and the birds are chirping. and <laughs> it's, It tends to be more, more available to us in those moments. But in those moments like you're describing where, you know, maybe we didn't even realize we thought it was going to go in a certain way. It's just sort of an assumption, right? And then it doesn't go that way. And then to have it be available in that, in a moment like that, to practice being with divinity as it is, that's extraordinary. Yes, yes. It's, you know, I am having so much fun with this. Uh, well, mm. with all of practice. You know, it's like yeah. going ever yeah. deeper. And, and it's like, um, gosh, the word that drops in is maturity. It's like a spiritual maturity yeah. in some ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so, yeah. So it's not... So I was just saying... Is, go ahead, Laura. Yeah, go ahead, please. No, no, go ahead. I was only going to say that when you said that, you know, practicing with... You're having so much fun practicing with it. I'm practicing with everything. And I was just seeing what you were saying, you know, sort of at the start of this conversation of how it all informs everything, right? So practicing with divinity as it is what a beautiful accompaniment to practicing with strong emotion, like we're talking about in the Yuzlong Retreat, right? So yeah. there's the fear, there's the anger, there's the guilt, and all of it not being something we have to turn away from or try to survive or try to, but we can be with it as it is and the divinity of that. Yes, and we don't have to buy into how conditioning labels it. Yes. We can just exactly. be present. We can just be present to it all. <laughs> that is such a good point, Laura, because what a, what a way to take us away from it, to label it, make it into a something. Yeah. But that's so true. To be with it as it is, it's not going to have a label, right? It's mm-hmm. just going to be an experience. It's just going to be what is, what is in this moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's um, it's great to practice that muscle of faith and and it being is. present and accepting and and you know all those wonderful things that we do in practice being present. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. Well, thank you so much for being with us this afternoon to be on Good News and talk about your experience. Thank you, Jen. All right, take good care. Bye-bye.
And welcome back to Open Air. And Ashwini, the one line particularly struck me, the wearing away the distinction between divinity and me. It just seems so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's sort of like you drop out of the dualistic world into the world of oneness. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have another caller here. Great. Thanks, Michael. Sure. Next caller. You are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Isotta from Lima. Hi, Isotta. Hey, Hi, I, I am in a, in a, I have a good example of uh, no self-hate when something that might cause self-hate is happening. Um, well, I'm trying to go so you're for You're practicing in advance, Isota, the whole week yeah, long exactly. for International Day of No Self-Hate. Good for you. We don't exactly. want to do it every day, every moment. Not exactly. just on exactly. April 18th. Right. Okay. Go for it. So what happens is that usually when there is the two months or three months break uh, between one one uh, everyday call to the next year with the everyday call, I always lose lose and practice a little bit. Like it's always a big, 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 big top priority in my life. But I kind of explore the world without so much structure usually, no? And then go back to to every day, most important thing in my life. But uh, Mm -hmm. this year, I have been living so fast-paced due to other things happening in my life uh, that I really haven't... uh, I haven't gone back to the the pace I was practicing before because of just being super, super busy with with life and uh, uh, this implied also like for example I I it's Tuesday today and I still haven't read the assignment for this week and and it's very unusual for me but I don't want to of course go to self-hate but I don't even want to go to okay, don't, don't read it. Who cares, you know? Because that would be conditioning, of course, too. Now they both would be conditioning. But I have really, I have been trying to be present uh, and living according to to practice. While a lot of there were a lot of things to do, and so this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. So if I'm tracking, there's a there's the it's an exploration, right, Isota? It's a sort mm. of a, 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 a looking, a deep looking, because there are, there, it's true that practice is the most important aspect of your life. And we often need structures in order to choose that as our priority, which is why we set up our lives to include things like recording and listening and listening to the radio show and meditating. The structure really... Um, sort of like blot dots, that they're always there for us, for us to keep in the forefront of awareness what it is that is important to us that we will choose, right? And so that's, a, that's one experience of practice. 
and it's worked. And what you're noticing is that because of this busyness in your life, the structure has fallen away it, it, or has loosened, as the word you used, but you're also noticing that there's no self-hate, which is brilliant, right? Because we don't, we don't want to be in a self-hating conversation about anything, and usually self-hate gets us about the very things that we care about and are the most important priorities in our life, which is practice for you. And so to just notice that there is no self-hate and to notice that it's not also what you would choose to not choose practice. Exactly. Right. So, and I'm, that's what, what mm-hmm. gets conflated, right? Without self-hate, without the punishment, you won't choose practice. Without the structure, you're incapable of being present. And, and we, all, we all know with, from experience, even from one year long to the other year long gaps, that oftentimes when we don't have structure, we don't choose what's important to us. So it behooves us to have the structure to make that choice. And we grow in our trustworthiness to make that choice also. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, when you were saying the most important thing in my life, which is what you were reflecting what, I'm, what I was saying, I was thinking, yes, it's interesting because it's, the way it is the most important thing is the same way in which, like, health is the most important thing. You know, that without good health, it's so complicated to, to do other things or mm-hmm. to live, you know, or everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'm seeing practice like that, you know, that, like okay, yeah, maybe it's not for optional. a couple of no, uh, yes, it's not an optional. I mean, like that. No, is that what you said? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that it's a, it's a, like when you think about it's almost like you do take care if, if you are if you're if you've got if, if you're paying attention, then you realize that in order to function in this world, you have to be healthy because if you mm-hmm. if you don't take care of your health, then it's inconvenient. <laughs> Right, it's exactly, complicated, yeah. as you said, to go about. So it's one of those things that taking. I mean, for a lot of people, it isn't clearly, but for for a lot of us, we we pay it. It becomes internalized, right? It's the one thing. It's the thing we won't compromise. Exactly, so exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like breathing. It's a, exactly. it's a part of what mm-hmm. I do. It's a part of who I am, and 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 therefore noticing how the busyness is eroding that um, that choice doesn't need to be a place of uh, going to self-hate, but it does get to be a place of paying attention because we know what, what, the, what, the, what the ego would, will do with that, right? It, it, you, you know, give it an inch and it'll take a mile. And so not going to self-hate doesn't preclude us from, wait a second, this is not normal behavior, so now I'm going to choose, I notice I haven't read the assignment, and I want to read the assignment, so let me prioritize that. Exactly, exactly. Uh huh. Yes. Uh huh. Right. And you know, there is because another the point, thing that is. Go ahead. Oh, tell me, tell me. Well, just at the point, the point that you're making is a very important one, which is the self hate will say will beat you up for not keeping to the structure. It won't encourage you to to rectify what it's beating you up about. But noticing that you, you haven't read the assignment and looking to life around that would be to pick up the assignment and read it, right? Because 
You've noticed it's your priority. That's what you choose. When it's brought to your attention, you jump on it. Yes. Another difficulty came up now that I'm thinking, yes, why, did I, why didn't I just grab the assignment and, do, and, read, and read it, you know? And another thing that I realized that is part of all this complication is that due to the busyness and to a lot of external stimuli, some very pleasant and some very unpleasant, my attention span, like, it's not my, ego is really messing with my attention span. So it really takes me longer to read the assignment and to understand it. Or it takes me repeating what people are saying during the calls to really make sure I'm listening, you know. So this is due to modern life, I guess. I don't know. But it, I'm, I'm really seeing how my attention span is scrambled, I think. And this is why it's more difficult to, okay, I have five minutes, let's do the assignment, you know. Because it's very mm -hmm. hard to... Yeah to steer my attention in direction, you know. It's like steering something that doesn't want to, that gets steered by everything but by me, you know. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so one, there's, a, there's an awareness of it, right? You're noticing how the speeding up of life and, the, and even the nature of, the, of, of modern life where you're, you want to be super productive and squeeze as many things as you can into as many small uh, spaces as possible in your schedule, that, that what the facility for, uh, for stillness, for depth, for being able to be in those quiet spaces that allow us access to so much is getting messed up because the attention is being trained to go from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. And so you find it much more difficult to stay present with for the periods of time that you're used to, which is a useful thing to notice, right? Because that's the point that you're making, right, Asota? If you notice something and it's taking you away from what you love and what's important to you, then what conditioning would hope is you go into self-hate, feel bad, feel guilty, and keep doing it. Rather than if I don't go to self-hate and I notice something, then I actually have the space to recognize that I want that stillness. I don't want my attention. So, for example, I don't want my attention to be jumping around. I want to have my attention on what I choose and on awareness. And so perhaps life doesn't change in terms of what life is like. And, yes, you have to be busy. But there's a, there's a growing desire or a, a, a recognition of what you, what, what you want to start to reincorporate in your life in order to have, as you said, direction over your attention. Because if, you, if we don't practice, we are always practicing something. And so when you not, notice that ability to keep attention on aware, awareness eroding, what we want to do is to, focus, to bring that back into, the, in, into our lives and pay more attention to it. Because that's what we want. And if that capacity is starting to sort of diminish, that's where I want to put my attention. I have to prioritize that. Yes, exactly. My God. My God, just paying attention to what you were saying, you know, what I was really seeing, uh, you know, how all the way, all the way conditioning want me, wanted me 
to not pay attention or to comment or to make me feel guilty like, or to reply to you in my mind while, while you were talking instead of listening to li- till the end. So yes, it's super important. Uh, I, and, and I think uh, it was, I found it super interesting when you were talking about uh, my desire to, for it to, 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 to go back to how it was or, or to pay attention because I really want to connect to this desire to, to practice because what it wants me to do, it wants me to confuse so I finish this call and I, I reply to a customer with one hand and check Instagram with the other hand and forget about this very strong desire to be present and to practice. So I really, really want to want to connect to that desire. Yeah. I commit now to make a recorder, recording about connecting to this desire to practice when, when the show is over. Excellent. Excellent. And recording the assignment, right? And because recording the assignment, that's what yeah, you're choosing. Yeah. And it's like an addiction because what happens once we start... So I, I remember uh, someone wrote a beautiful book called The Gutenberg Elegies about how we lose deep time because we read the internet a lot, right? Like reading a tome, like a book that takes time and effort and ability to delve deep into a book is being lost because we're so used to 30 seconds of information that's all we can pay attention to. And so we lose something when we don't practice depth and we only practice touching surfaces with our attention. Right? So you, you can read and look at Instagram and check email because, because it's a split attention, uh, uh, split attention that we're training in, not deep attention. Mm-hmm. And so it is a facility that we want to, to practice because it's our connection to the intelligence that animates. And you're right. You, you, if, we, if, we, if we attempt to go where I was going with the addiction piece is simply that uh, it's very hard to kick an addiction because it's so familiar, there's a groove, there's a juice, it's easy to do. But not doing what you just said, which is checking email and checking Instagram, but choosing to record instead, is, is, it, it, it will take a while for that to be the, 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 the choice that comes easily. Yes, but it's absolutely worth it because what a life is that? A life of checking Instagram and email, my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm so yeah. glad you said that. Exactly. Yeah. So oh, connecting thank you, into thank that you so desire much. is, is yeah, really, exactly. you know, good. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Asota. Gasha. Gasha. Thanks for joining us, Asota. That was fascinating, Ashwini. And uh, two things dropped mm. as I was listening to that. One, I think it was on another recent call too about um, not a big resistance, but just forgetting to practice. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> which I found fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That you're so that you forget to practice, and and that place of busyness, um, right, Michael? I mean, that there's so much to do. You, it's not something that's uh, high on your price. I mean, it, it sort of fades out of awareness, right? That's what you're pointing to. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And the, the second thing that dropped in was, and I think I remember the guy talking about this, of keeping practice in the realm of want to 
and not should. Yeah. And um, that's yeah. just been so helpful to me over time to keep it in that category of want to enjoy it, I like it, rather than it becoming a should that I have to do or must do or should do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keeping it in the realm of want to, of, of enjoyment, of, of recognizing the benefits of it. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. And we have another caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hello, Judy from San Francisco. Hi, Judy. Hey, Judy. Hello. Hello. Uh, when I was seeing what last week when we were talking about fear in the morning class, I thought, I had this thought like, oh, my life is easy. I'm pretty secure. There's no fear in my life. And then the next day, there was an example. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this yeah. week. Life just tends to be generous that way, doesn't it? <laughs> Very generous. Yes, yes, and I appreciated that um, concept of I would like to practice, I want to practice instead of I must or I should out of guilt or um, this idea of what a practitioner should be like. Mm. We have enough of that in the conditioned world, right? (laughs) Yes. 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 All that should and and is that condition conditioning that you you should do this because that makes you the good right person. And actually over over time and with experience we realize that we choose to. Mm -hmm. What I want. Yes, and then what I this week what's good for me. mm -hmm. What I enjoy, yeah. And this week around guilt, which is helpful to see around practice of Hmm. Yesterday, I didn't get to record and listen last night. Then I have a choice. Perfect for guilt, right? Do I want to feel guilty about it? Do I want to? Or do I want to assist this person to say, to hmm, have an opportunity to record and listen tonight? Right, exactly. And I'm so glad you said that, right, Judy, because it's that same uh, the same place that we talked a little, we touched on with the sota, which is, I I didn't record and listen tonight. Maybe I got set up, or maybe I got talked out of it. Maybe I forgot. Whatever. However, that happened. But when I realized that I didn't, then not to feel guilty or to feel bad, but also to to support myself in making that choice because I know that 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 helps me if I if I record and listen before I go to bed. It's not there on the schedule because I have to do it. It's there on the schedule because it supports me to be making the choice I want to make. Mm-hmm. Just like brushing my yeah. teeth. You know, I don't have to brush yeah. my teeth. <laughs> yes, but if you... I yes, enjoy exactly. having... You know, I enjoy yeah. having healthy teeth. Right? Exactly. Enjoy I health. enjoy having healthy teeth. And that place of, I don't know if I keep making this point or not, but the recognition that I haven't done something is, mm. is not the pathway to guilt, but the recognition that I will make the choice. I'll double up, in fact, and make the choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, to, to not look back and ruminate and review. and um, Yeah. 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 Really helpful for this week, especially. Yes, yes. Not to feel guilty, not to feel bad, but to ex- 
to see something, learn from, learn from it, and then make the choice for what you know, what you know supports you. Mm-hmm. I think I was just reading and there's nothing wrong with you. It doesn't matter what happens then. What is happening now? Right? Now, mm-hmm. I realize mm-hmm. I didn't record and listen, so there I go. Pick up the recorder and make the recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what, who, what does it serve to look back at then and, and the past? Right? Yes. As okay. someone said on the morning show today, mem- memory is over. Guilt is about something that's mm-hmm. done. So what can, I, what can I choose now? Which is, to, yeah. which is to do the recording, right? Because again, we don't want to continue. I mean, there's that other place in practice where stru- you set up all these structures and that's the mm-hmm. only time you practice rather than mm. re- realizing those structures are training structures that allow you to develop skills. I learn how to, be, how to say what's going on for me. I learn to redirect the attention. I learn to sit still with myself no matter what the emotion is, is what I do on the cushion. And so I, I'm training in all of these places to make that available to me when I'm going about my day. Mm-hmm. And as we talked with the previous caller, if I don't, if, when, when I stop training in those skills, I lose them. That's why I want to keep doing them because I want to be, I want to have mastery over my attention. Mm-hmm. It's not just yeah. the structures, the practices, just to check them off. Mm-hmm. That's right. You might as well not do them, right? Right. Yeah. Very helpful. Thank you. Thanks, Judy. Thanks for joining us, Judy. That was powerful, Ashwini. Uh, practicing only to check them off my list. Wow. Yeah. That's it's not what but how, right? It's not um, what but how, yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm always practicing something, so what is it that I'm practicing? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And we have another caller here. Okay. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Well, hi, Michael. Hi, Ashwini. It's Todd calling from uh, Kelowna, BC. Hey, Todd. Hey, hey Todd. Hey. Um, I-, I was just noticing um, Q practice is, is so powerful because um, I notice sometimes that when I don't put myself in the queue of... of uh, this radio show or the daily um, year-long retreat show, I don't feel as connected and as engaged as when I'm in the queue. Mm. And yeah, it's it, it's a great. As you're saying, I love that when you're saying we're always practicing something. <laughs> so mm. if if I'm practicing with kind of um, you know half, I'm sort of half engaged um, with with the participation in the shows, but. Every time I put myself in the queue, I seem to be, it feels more uh, wholeheartedly participating, mm-hmm. like ready mm-hmm. to go. So you're noticing. If I'm called on. Yes. Yes. So in the queue is a very different experience than very. Uh, listening and not being in the queue, right? Yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's an interesting one for me, right, Todd, because uh-huh. what, <laughs> that's like, uh, if, if you think about training, mm-hmm. I want to be paying wholehearted attention whether I'm in the queue or listening. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
that's one of those A-B test places, right? So on Tuesdays, I'm going to practice not putting myself in the queue to see if I can be wholeheartedly present <laughs> while I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Because I want to find out, right? Freedom mm-hmm. is not that, that my wholehearted attention is only available in certain circumstances. Ah, that's right. not, that, that, I don't want to lose my facility to do that in that situation. And if I notice that my ability to pay attention is not wholehearted in another situation, I know what I want to double my effort there, right? Mm -hmm. Double my Mm -hmm. training uh, focus there. Right. Because I would project that you're 100% present on an RLB call when you're going to reflect. Yes, most likely. (laughs) I am. Right? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. sure. Yeah, a reflect listening buddy call. Yeah, there there your stakes seem to be a little higher because you're one on one and there mm-hmm. there there is um uh, a structure there that that uh presents itself to be uh, fully engaged uh no matter what. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Right. But right. it's so interesting. Yeah. I didn't I didn't see that and thank you for pointing that out earlier that um yeah, putting yourself in the queue, not putting yourself in the queue, but but putting yourself in the queue to feel more engaged. I didn't see there was even a little bit of conditionality about that. Right. It right. We do want, yes. Yeah, and I didn't yes. see that. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, that's right. important. Wonderful. Cause, yeah, because there's even just that, because that's just the insidiousness of conditioned mind, isn't it? Yes. It's if you turn that, something that you do right. uh, into into, into outcome orientation. I want to feel <laughs> this way, which is why I uh-huh. want to do yeah. this thing rather than right. I just want to be present everywhere and wherever yeah. I notice I'm not present, I want to be more present. <laughs> That's all. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's so very much the theme of what we're talking about with Asota and with uh, Judy, right? Yeah. Whenever I notice yeah. I haven't done something, that's where I want to practice bringing all of my awareness and attention mm-hmm. because that's the place I, somebody, got, somebody got me, right? The ego got me there. Yeah. So don't feel guilty. Yeah. See whatever mm-hmm. you can see about it. Learn whatever you can learn about it and, and then support myself to train with it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I think it's practice goes on and on and on. Ego and conditioning and even self-hated ways can get more um, subtle and more mm-hmm. um, kind of backdoor, backhanded, um, you know, because it doesn't have as much to work with as one practices longer in a way. It, it, yeah. I, I, I sense it doesn't have, um, its gross bamboozles are lost because mm-hmm. I've caught on to those, yeah. right? Yes. Right. That's right. So they're less yeah. believable. And as you said, yes. it becomes more and more subtle and more and more under the radar and more and right. more subliminal, which yeah. is, yeah. which is, which, uh, you know, we could rub our hands around because now I've just got to pay even closer attention in order to track it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and I, that's why, um, you know, wholehearted participation and showing up and, and um, all the ways that practice offers uh, us as participants to, to participate in even, even deeper roles of stewardship or whatever, uh, however the practice is offered through life, uh, gives us all these great opportunities to see, to see more and more and practice our skills, our skill set of, of paying attention and dressing the attention where we want it to be. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. is here in the fullness of the moment, 
in the complete <laughs> right. the moment. Yeah, and yeah. Sherry did a beautiful uh, dis- uh, dissertation about here. You know, ego's here mm-hmm. and life's here this morning on the radio show, which I really appreciated. Because, you know, mm-hmm. like here, ego's here, can feel like here, but it's not here because it's masked, it's veiled. Mm-hmm. And yeah. life's I here. Th- I missed a, a couple of words that oh. you said, Todd, which is basically that from, I think what you said was what, what Sherry said on the morning show this morning, right? Ego being here, ego's here is not being here. Right. Exactly. And we, I, I can get fooled into believing I'm here when I'm really not here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, and you can, yeah. yeah. It's so hard to, it's, 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 yes, exactly. Because if I know that I'm here, are you? Questioning the here-ness is probably a good indication I'm not here. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, thank you, Ashwini. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. Thanks, Todd. Thank you. Thank you, Todd. And Ashwini, we are very close to the top of the hour here. Yes, I'm afraid if we take another caller, we'll go over the top of the hour. So maybe it's time to just say adieu, Michael. Yes, and I did want to, um, I really appreciated what Todd was sharing about Q practice, um, staying connected to Sangha, and that's my experience also in Q practice. And the the fun thing is to me that um, I'm the first beneficiary when I get called on. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I know from hearing everyone else, I know it's a benefit to Sangha as well. Um, so it's, it's such a win-win situation to be in the queue and um, being ready to share my practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and it's, it's, all, it's, all, it's both the queues, right? The queue where you get called on and the queue where you're listening. Because yes. showing up and participating, you get yes. all the same benefits if, the, if, what we're, if, we're, what, if what we're practicing is being here. Mm, yes. Yes. Yes, it's fabulous. Yes. So thank you, Ashwini, and thank you, everyone, for being here tonight, and go happy. Go happy. Thank you, Michael. Thank you.